podcast. Hey, what's up? Another geekish podcast. I'm Bino, and this is my cohort, Derek. Doing this podcast for a long time now. Did you just like dab? No, I was doing like a karate hand because it's like trying to be your your sidekick. Okay, cool. Karate hands good. Dabbing bad. Uh, but this week in the podcast, we decided we're going to talk about Batman. <laughs> Who doesn't love Batman? There's probably a few people, but uh, you know, making big, I know a few <laughs> big headlines because the uh, the latest teaser trailer for the Batman came out. With uh, you got to see a little bit of Robert Pattinson coming out there, and of course the. Arguments ensued of everybody debating on who is the best Batman. So we decided we're not going to have that same arguments that everyone else has had a hundred times. But we're going to talk about something that is, uh, well, let's just say very common with the Batman movies. Batman is an iconic character, one of the most popular superheroes in history. DC, Marvel, anything. Just pop culture, he's one of the most popular in history. He's been on the big screen since 1943 and has been in over a dozen theatrical releases. And there's literally thousands of comics to draw a story on from. And I like a lot of the Batman movies, thoroughly enjoy a lot of them. But somehow all of the movie Batman movies seem to mess something up with what Batman is. They mess something up, but they also don't necessarily try something new like they all stick with you know that same formula that's been working for them for years right Mm -hmm. you know we get like you said batman's been in over a dozen theatrical releases okay you know you have the wacky adam west one which is great it's in its own right it's and you know that's that's in its own column Mm -hmm. right but then you have the keaton batman who we get the backstory of what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents, everything like that. Then we get a little bit more of that backstory in Batman Returns. And then we get that backstory in Batman Forever. Then we get that backstory. Like the backstory is always there. You know, we know the backstory. And it's the same thing kind of with like why I think, in my opinion, like why I like Spider-Man Homecoming is because they tried something a little bit different with the with the spider-man thing like they stuck to the formula enough but they also tweaked a little bit of things and i think that's why nolan's batman succeeded in revamping (laughs) the uh the franchise yeah it gives it a a little bit different and and that's not to be said too because there's plenty of different comic book batman too it's Mm -hmm. not because once there's a lot of different stories that they can draw on so it's not like there's only one story that we can live by we're gonna live or die on that mountain but it just seems like with all the stuff that's already there that movie makers would have a piece of cake. All right, let's take this story arc and turn it into a movie. But no, I'm going to change this and add this on here and make this. And we're going to have the character do this. And it's, it's sometimes it hurts. I mean, it goes back. I look at the, the very, very earliest one, the pre-Adam West Batman back in 1943 was the very first one out. And that was pretty much just a, uh, a, a racist C movie. <laughs> and... <laughs> It was not good. I, I I actually watched some clips of it, and it was it was terrible. And not just because it was from 1943 with not as good as special effects. It was just a very bad piece of filmmaking. Um, <laughs> but one of, one of the rules in the Batman comics that has been around since the 1940s was that Batman doesn't kill. That was 
one of the one of his sticking points was he was a crime fighter, fought for justice, wanted vengeance, all these kind of things, but he didn't kill people. Right. But almost every Batman movie, he turns into a mass murderer. I mean, in uh, the 1998 Batman, the one, the Tim Burton one, there wasn't a whole lot of murder, but you know, he blew up a chemical factory full of the Joker's henchmen. He threw a guy to his death with a pro wrestling move off a skyscraper. You mean the 1989 one? Yeah, yeah. Not not 98. I was like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, 89. That's right. There we go. <laughs> um, and uh, let's say Batman versus Superman. I'm fairly certain he murdered at least a small city's worth of people inadvertently with him and Soup's take going mm-hmm. at it in the skies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy dives in that little gray area a little bit because even Batman going off the whole, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right. That's not Batman. Oh, it's Cat One. Get her. Get her. <laughs> Eartha Kitt. Um, and even the Adam West Batman. In that movie, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, but so there are some henchmen that are turned into this, these little piles of dust. They're dehydrated. And when they go to try and fix them, they end up exploding the dehydrated crystals. So in essence, even Adam West Batman committed four or five murders trying to stop the Joker. Which, I mean... <laughs> Just if if that's one of the sticking points that was always in the comics, that was part of his character was he he was gonna fight crime off the streets and be and you know be Dark Knight vengeance. Why does every movie turn him into a killer? I don't think he does in uh, Batman and Robin. That is true. That one's just so well. What Batman Forever and Batman and Robin was. Ramen <laughs> would have been a better movie. Uh, Batman and Robin, those were Schumacher, right? Uh, so, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, those ones. I'll have to rewatch it. Batman Forever still holds a little piece of my heart. Like, there's just something about that one with Jim Carrey's Riddler, you know. It's because off, Offspring's in the soundtrack, huh? That and Val Kilmer, <laughs> Val Kilmer to me, I know we're not getting into it, but was a great Batman. I know a lot of people hated him, but for just for some reason, that movie still has a nice spot. Now, when George Clooney took over, that movie was so over the top with the campiness, it gave the Adam West one a run for its money. Go back and watch the Val Kilmer ones, but just through a new lens. Watch oh, I it, have. Watch it as though he is trying to impersonate Adam West, and it gives it a whole different flavor. Oh, I haven't done that. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, it's it 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 changes things a little bit, but that's even one like it, we get my made fun of so much because of all the you know the over the top theatrics and the neon lights and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But if you look at an, another thing that was on my list of things the Batman movies seem to get wrong is just Gotham City itself. In the comics, Gotham is this over the top. They what, what do they describe it as that uh, you know hell grew out of the ground and created a city or something like that, where there should something. be just these stunning visuals and things you wouldn't see anywhere else. And in Batman Forever, they actually did that. They took it a little too far because the whole city was on giant Atlas statues out of the water. So it kind of went a little bit too far. But at least it was more the city itself, not the characters. The city itself looked a little more awe-inspiring in what I would imagine the comic world of Gotham to be. Whereas Christopher Nolan, Batman, just looks like the bad parts of Detroit. (laughs) Yeah, they... The Christopher Nolan ones are definitely set more in a realistic time frame, which works, right? You mm-hmm. know, for for him, it worked because, you know, we all know Batman and Robin kind of killed the franchise in the movies for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then Christopher Nolan comes around and decides to make a gritty 
realistic Batman. It went from Not I'm say- Batman to I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah. So it, and it worked. I don't know if that would have worked in the 80s. And I don't know if the Michael Keaton one would have worked now. Like, you know. I feel like if, if they'd switched on the Keaton one, like special effects aside, if they put the Keaton one in with the storyline and things like that now, I don't think it would be a, a hit at all with fans. Mm-mm. And at the no. time, it was the, the highest, one of the highest grossing movies of all time when it yeah. first came out. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. That's why I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to go with it. And that's, that's one thing that we just started discussing about this that brought up this podcast is, you know, um, DC had its fandom thing over the weekend where they showcase some of the things coming out. And one of them obviously being the Batman. So again, what this is another revamp type of the, another reboot mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, but it's also weird too. Cause is DC shooting themselves in the foot in this? Like, are they going a different route? Because you have the Batman with Robert Pattinson, but then you have Ben Affleck, who's going to be Batman in the Flash movie. So they're kind of conflicting themselves right there. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens, even though it's like a cameo role. But yeah, I, I see. I don't know. It's I'm okay with the different offshoots of stuff. Like as much as I love how the Marvel Universe all ties together. I'm okay if there are different offshoots that have different, you know, if there's two different kind of Batman movies, but they have right. to pick. They either need to be contiguous or they need to be not related at all. They can't like pick and choose like, oh, well, it's going to be just like that movie. We'll, we'll have this guy from that thing. The same. Like, no, no, either make it completely something else or tie it in like it's supposed to. <laughs> well, and the thing is too, is like, if you're going to have these movies come out so close together, right? You're gonna have the flash movie with Ben Affleck, Batman coming out. And then you're going to have the Batman with Robert Pattinson coming out. You're like, What's going on? Now, if they're setting up for Batman Beyond, I'm all for it. Because there was a rumor at one point that Michael Keaton was looking to be Bruce Wayne again, which would be the old curmudgeon Bruce Wayne training a new understudy to become the Batman. So if they're going to go that route, I mean, obviously there's a lot of speculations with the new Batman, especially when you watch the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems to be for as short and as little as it showed, it's very polarizing. It looks like so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one well, a lot of people are now saying, like the Riddler's going to be the main villain in it. But then some people are like, no, the Riddler's not going to be the main villain. And this is another thing we talked about. I'm all for Batman bringing a new villain in, mm-hmm. right? With Dark Knight Begins or whatever it was, having the Scarecrow was great truly terrifying villain they could have done a little bit more with them i feel um you know but then they just fell right back into on the second one which is still a phenomenal movie nothing against any actors but they fell back on the joker which was a huge thing you know the joker's been the staple for batman for what years years Mm -hmm. decades it was he was always the main villain in the animated series. They would spec they would throw in the other villains there for a little bit. So I don't know. I'm I'm glad that they're kind of going a different route, kind of like what Batman Forever did. Yeah. And yeah, because I mean, how many how many times can you kill the Joker and still have it come back in the in the, another movie or somewhere? Oh, here's the Joker again. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like about the uh, 
Michael Keaton Batman was the story of if we talk about the Batman backstory, which we hear ad nauseum of his parents getting shot in a back alley by a movie theater. And that one, they made it out to be that the Joker was the guy that killed his parents. Right. Which to me takes away from the mystique. Batman went on this vengeance thing. He hated guns, wanted to go, uh, you know, stop crime for other people and went on this blind vendetta against all crime. And to turn out that his arch nemesis is just the guy that murdered his parents seems like it cheapens that whole idea because then it's just some rich guy with a lot of toys trying to get revenge. Like you're not trying to help with us. He's just trying to find the murder of his parents. Like it, the, I, I didn't like that plot twist to how that, that one went. But when obviously in, in the comics, they've went a different route. You know, like you said, they have different stories where they're like, actually, no, that there wasn't the Joker. The Joker doesn't have a true identity type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you also look at the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix that everybody's raving about me. I, I'm right there with you. I was not impressed by that movie at all. The acting was phenomenal. The movie itself, I didn't care for. No, they then they tried to do a little bit different thing there with, you know, his parents and, you know, towards the end of it and everything like that. And then the whole meeting that he met Bruce Wayne when he was a kid and then the whole setup for the parents thing. So I appreciate that aspect that they tried to do something different with that. But again, to me, the Joker is, is, is been done with let's, you know, Jim Carrey did a great job with the Riddler. Minus his tights. And, right. And the, the Riddler in different genres of the Batman series has gone a lot darker. So, you know, you have the goofy rendition from Jim Carrey or the animated version. Then you have the ones from, uh, the video games and some of the comics where he's a lot darker. So if they bring that dark aspect into it where he's actually, you know, a manipulative, almost serial killer, like then I'm all for it. If they even introduce other, you know, villains start slash criminals like Zaz and stuff like that, then I'm all for them branching out. And I think Robert Pattinson might make a good Batman. I, just, I, just by seeing his my chemical romance look on there. I think he's a, He's got the emo brooding down. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to hold out my expectations for it because I, like many people, uh, had a, a bit of a thing against him because of Twilight. <laughs> um, but the other things he's done, he looks like a real. He's he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it just kind of depends how the character is written. If he if he pulls it off, he could end up being the best Batman we've ever seen, or he could be just another. Oh yeah, you know, do a couple movies and we'll get somebody else. Like, so I'm trying to not let it judge, but with that little te- teaser trailer, I'm actually more welcoming of the idea of Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Well, and he also too, like this is another thing that I don't want to get my hopes up that they're setting up for Batman Beyond because. He's not a high schooler anymore, which would have been the Batman Beyond story, but they still could kind of do something with that and how much booty he kicked in that, just with the close combat fighting there. I was like, okay, because, I mean, in Batman Beyond, he couldn't really control his anger at first. You know, he was this, you know, brooding over-the-top thing. So I'm like, hey, maybe, but also, again, you that had to have been the Joker's henchman in there. So I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Speaking, you mentioned high school in there. Another thing that the movies always seem to get wrong. Batman and Robin, just in general. The story, spoilers, uh, Bruce Wayne 
Dick Grayson. Which, Dick Grayson's which, parents which get Robin. Are you going yeah, with parents get murdered at circus? Bruce Wayne takes him in, and helps him grow up, and they become this inseparable crime fighting duo. Like you can see, Robin lifting his skirt up behind you there, or his cape, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they are this inseparable duel that work together and Batman's his mentor and blah, blah, blah. Every movie, Batman's like a mid-20s, early 30s something like superhero. Like the storylines always just skip from, oh, there he's a childhood friend to, oh, he's an adult living with another man, but he has all the same, like it's, it, it what Robin was was this young sidekick Ben T and in the movies, they always portray him as basically almost as good as Batman, just a little bit younger. <laughs> right. Well, a little hot headed. And then like I, the one where I actually feel like I got it right is the new Titan series. Um, it's further ahead. Robin's in his late twenties, early thirties and like that, but he and Bruce have kind of broken up and gotten in fights and gone the right way because he's becoming trying to come into his own. And anyone that doesn't know the backstory of Robin and Nightwing is probably confused as heck watching Titans as there's literally two Robins on screen for like half the first season. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's been tons of different Robins because you have, you know, Dick Grayson who goes on to become Nightwing. And then you have, what is it, Jason Todd who becomes Red Mask or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one who gets brutally murdered by the Joker. So, I mean, you know... Yeah, but I mean the the backstory in general, the where Robin comes from, from from most of those stories to where he shows up in the movies, yeah, doesn't necessarily make sense or fit with Batman lore. Can they you work, imagine- they work they work for the movies, and that's that's some of those things they shift to make the movies more enjoyable, make more sense. But in the full storyline, it feels like we have the story of Batman and Robin in the movies, and then you have Batman and Robin. It's- I think the bat, the Lego Batman movie nailed it. Yes. <laughs> I do love the Lego Batman movies. Well, it's funny. Can you imagine you somehow you meet a superhero, right? You meet, you meet Batman, you meet the Batman, Mr. Vengeance. I am the knight. And he takes you under his cape to train. And all of a sudden you start thinking like, didn't you have a sidekick before? Oh yeah. I had a few of them. Which one am I? <laughs> How many sidekicks have you had? Are we all named Robin? Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the other thing is they're all named Robin. You know, obviously Nightwing named himself something different, but. Another, another beef I have with some of the movies. One of the things that Batman doesn't do for the most part in most of the, the comic lore, he, he doesn't use guns. He saw his parents killed with guns, so he makes batarangs and all kinds of weird weapons shaped like bat things and you know, subdues criminals without using guns. But in most of the movies, he's usually packing some heat. He's not, he doesn't have like a Glock strapped into his bat belt or anything like that. Although Batman Superman, wasn't he standing around with a rifle for a while or a sniper rifle while Batman and or Superman and Wonder Woman fought? I don't remember. Something I, like I that. watched that movie once or twice. But you look at the Batmobiles that are swinging up chain guns out of the hood, uh, his bat cycle that's got cannons on the front of it, like, those those aren't Batman things. In those have to break down walls, man. I I know, but breaks down some people with them too. And not to say that again, visually for the movies, it makes great sense. And if you go for the realistic version of if you're just some rich dude fighting against superheroes, you're going to have to pack some sort of heat. It's maybe that, they're non-lethal. 
I mean, that, that's where the campy Adam West one still just makes my heart happy because every time they need something, they have a pat, bat version of it. I mean, they're like, give me the bat shark repellent. Okay. <laughs> just makes me happy for some reason. <laughs> Holy, we're going to need a bigger boat, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another thing that Batman movies seem to miss on, Batman is supposedly one of the world's, fictional world's greatest detectives, right? Many of his stories come straight out of detective comics. But name one scene in a Batman movie where Batman or Bruce Wayne actually does any detective work. I mean, in the, in the, in the Nolan ones, he has one moment where it's kind of detective work because he puts together a bullet, but he just sticks it to a machine and the machine recreates a three-dimensional design of a bullet that he needs to go ask a question about that's the closest thing to detective work he does in any movie i was gonna say the video games get it right the uh the arkham games Mm -hmm. you actually have to do detective work in it and you know doesn't use guns and you subdue people non-lethally granted choking somebody out over a cliff and all of a sudden they fall in because of the compute you know that's video game physics they fall in you're like whoops um but you go up behind them you do the sleepy night night time chokehold and then you have to sit there and like push together clues so that's why i really enjoy those games is they have mm-hmm. the combat aspect while still telling the story granted in those ones the joker is the main villain in the in the first two at least mm-hmm. um the third one was really good but that aside that's where i think they have a little bit more leniency with the movies i wish that they would take the chances that the video games did yeah and and go that route and that's that's what I want to, that's what I want to see with any, any superhero movie, honestly, like we've basically had the same Superman over and over and over again, you know, granted Zack Snyder or whoever it was tried to do something a little bit different, but I think he got his script cut by Warner brothers. And then I don't know that that's a whole nother podcast right there, but with the Marvel universe resetting, basically after the whole snap and going into the next phase and everything, I'm excited to see them take a little bit more chances, do what Mm -hmm. the comic books do. And you have this chance to tell the same story if you want in a different way, right? Like new mutants. I'm excited for that because Mm -hmm. they're taking a plot point from an X-Men and making it dark and everything like that and gritty. And hopefully it works. Mm-hmm. I think they need to take chances. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I'm, I'm hoping the new Batman's good, and I'm hoping future ones are good. But uh, I, I think the last couple of decades maybe soured Batman a bit because they tried to put him on the same level as all these other superheroes, and maybe getting him back to the super smart, stealthy, you know, detective crime solving guy that does things rather than the front row center. We've got a row of super powered humans and Batman's going to be the tank in the middle. Cause he's got some armor now. Like <laughs> well, that's always been the thing of the justice. Remember they're all legit superheroes and he's a dude in a suit, mm-hmm. you know, granted, oh, Iron, Man. <laughs> granted Iron Man's a dude in a suit, but you know, he can fly and, and do other things. And that's, we could get into a comparison about those two as well, but yeah. I think I think they do need to go back more to the, like you said, the stealthy close combat 
type of stuff rather than the over the top. I have tons of money that apparently nobody knows that he's Batman. I mean, come on. Yeah, we will. My, my last point for these was going to be that, and I don't even want to get into it now. Of the whole idea of a secret identity, is there a movie where everyone doesn't know who he is that he's Bruce Wayne by the end of the movie? <laughs> Well, this is, I mean, this is the thing. You've got to look at this. this is, he's a billionaire. He's funneling money into research and development for a whole bunch of bat toys. Somebody's got a, you know, somebody, accountant at Wayne Enterprises has got to be going. Did we lose $4 trillion last week? <laughs> um, Mr. Wayne, you're broke. <laughs> Batman anyway. can't be broke. <laughs> Bruce? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> uh, well, there, there you have it. There's, there's Batman in a nutshell. Uh, some of the things that we like and don't like about the previous Batman movies. And hey, here's to hoping that the new Batman, the Batman, the new, the Batman. Is that what you're saying? It's two new I, I, I do wish they would have came up with a better title. <laughs> I mean, you can't forget it, but. At least it's not just the one word thing because I was half expected to be like Batman Annihilation, Batman Exaltation, Batman Independence. Like, just, really? Okay. Batman Breaking Dawn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, let us know what you think. Uh, chime in what you uh, loved or disliked about the previous Bat movies. Or. Let us know what you think about the uh, little bits and pieces you've seen about the Batman. Hit us up at Get Geekish on social media. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Batman. Nice.